Hey, it's all about quality, not about quantity, right? Let's get back to another round of Bruise Day Tuesday with Drez and Big Nate. It is Bruise Day Tuesday, brought to you by the Cellar Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg. I was down there shopping a couple weeks ago, and I saw these beers. So I know we already did the pumpkin show. However, this one stood out to me. I think I might have had a previous year's, and I just remember it being very good. Uh, well, it is. It's the Good Gourd. Good Gourd. Imperial Pumpkin Ale from Cigar City down there in Florida. Um, so I grabbed this one because I really wanted to try it. And, you know, pumpkins, I, I feel like that. I feel like it kind of works throughout November, too. And, you know, it's actually a gourd, which they still, you still use that as Your, uh, cornucopia. For, yeah, for the, uh, you know. Centerpiece. Thanksgiving, yeah. Do people still do centerpieces? I think the centerpiece would be the turkey. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it should be. Yeah. That's how it is in my mind. But I've, I've never, like, this is decorative fruit. Nah. That's not how that works. What a gorgeous color this is. This is going to be a fantastic beer. Oh, by the way, and I did say that keyword that we like, imperial pumpkin ale. Uh, let me just go ahead and read the synopsis here on the side. Hey, liquid, it's an IPA. A liquid monument to the glory of the pumpkin, the most noble of all gourds. This imperial pumpkin ale is brewed with cinnamon, allspice, cloves, nutmeg, and vanilla to emulate the flavors of a decadent piquant pumpkin pie. The gourd is good, indeed. I'm looking for the ABV, which I would assume is good. 8.8. Good right. gourd. Good gourd, indeed. That's. I mean, it. looking at it, just from where you poured it, that is a beautiful color and very intrigued by that one. I've got the uh, Devil's Backbone O-Fest Lager. It's smooth. It's malty. It's got bready notes, and uh, it's got a bunch of dudes in lederhosen on the front, which uh, definitely clearly... Aiming at the Oktoberfest crowd. Yeah. Now that uh, one, we we obviously missed the boat a little bit on that one. Borderline on the gourd too. But, but lagers, you can still, you know, kind of fits that Thanksgiving theme. It's a uh, 5.9% ABV. It is golden in color as they described it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 12 and, cold fluid ounces. And actually the reason I grabbed that beer, kind of ties into the last beer that I gave you, was for the bottle cap. Um, now I have... The, the United States map that I was referring to with the Jersey cap, and I got that bottle. I also have a map of the state of Virginia where I specifically just get beers that are from the state of Virginia. Now, we all know Devil's Backbone is from the Commonwealth. And I would say the Devil's Backbone cap ratio on my map, they certainly have the monopoly because I'll, I don't know if you guys realize this, but a lot of places don't bottle beers anymore. Uh, Devil's Backbone is big enough that they do. And in fact, not only do they do that, they uh, mix it up a little bit and they have a number of different caps. Now, it's all that same style where it's their logo, but just different colors around it. So I have quite the collection of colorful Devil's Backbone caps on that map in my office. Uh, you know, I have a similar thing going with Devil's Backbone because they're one of the few that still does bottling, but they're also one of the few that still does 12-pack bottled variety packs, the uh, Outpost stash box mm -hmm. and... Uh, Every year I have to buy a new one because that's what we store our Christmas ornaments in because those balls are just so inconvenient. But, you know, you got that bottle 12 pack. You've got room to get it all works. of your ornaments in. It's perfect. Yeah, that does work. Yeah, that's, that is Gives me an genius. excuse to buy a 12 pack and it's functional. Yeah, no, that works out great. And it's it's funny you mention that because I do need to go 
variety 12 pack shopping here soon because uh i figured you know that's that's sort of the best the best sort of thing to bring to uh like a thanksgiving you know i'm going to my my aunts for thanksgiving and you don't want to show up empty-handed you want to bring beer but to go and pick and choose you know where like i like to go beer shopping you know trying something new you can't really do that because you run the risk of somebody grabs a beer that you're looking forward yeah. to trying and you haven't had it you get the variety packs you know you could you'll be able to make that work because there's three or four of each of each kind. So and thankfully nowadays you can really easily find the like variety packs that are all IPAs too, which is exactly what I'm going to be looking out for here in the next day or two before I head up to Charlottesville. Those do you ever run in like I I don't know if you run into the scenario where you're buying one of those like pre curated variety packs and then like. They'll have like three really great beers on there that you know you want. And then there's one that's like, why the hell did they put this in here? Are they just getting rid of inventory? Because that happens to me a lot. Are you referring to like a specific style or just because, yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where it's like, oh, I want to try that one. That one I know is good. It's just like, why? Why that one? The one the one I run into is Terrapin. They've got a variety pack. And I can't remember exactly what the beer in it I hate is, but I remember it being one of the few beers I've ever been like, this is garbage and throwing it away. But it was it was some like half of ice and with like fruit in it, I believe. Mm. Well, you always got to remember there's, there's always somebody out there that'll drink. Yeah. So even if it's not your cup of tea, that's another reason why you can bring stuff like that to a, you know, because somebody there will. Get rid of the ones I don't Somebody want. will grab it. Somebody will want it. But um, yeah, so- uh. Thanksgiving coming up. What what do you got? What do you got planned? You you going to see some the folks? We are going to hit the road to Newmarket, Virginia, and uh, go to the wife's grandmother's house, and uh, everyone will kind of convene and gather there, and I won't have to cook and just get to sit around and eat. See, my biggest thing with Thanksgiving is the green bean casserole, and she makes the best one I've ever had. So I'll eat that, and then just nap for like six or seven hours while. Other people, grandparents and aunts and uncles, play with the toddlers. <laughs> Just get some solid sleep in. No, yeah, that's that is one. That's got to be one because you got two little ones, and when you bring them with family, then they're all all over them, and you're like, wow, I got a little bit of breathing time. Exactly, you know? that probably is pretty nice. And you mentioned the green bean casserole. Now, I'm not a big fan of green beans. However, you're right. Like that does seem like a staple. Like it's got to be there. I know a lot of people are key and into it. For me, I I like the sweet potatoes, so a sweet potato casserole is more my speed. But really, the key must have for a Thanksgiving dinner is my grandma has this fantastic corn pudding recipe, and it won't be. It's just not. It wouldn't be the same if you didn't have that. Delicious. I don't think I've ever had corn pudding in my life. Well, if this Thursday, I don't know where your where your uh, where your relatives live, but if you're anywhere near Charlottesville, you can feel free to pop in and try some delicious corn pudding. I mean, I won't be that far away. I'll just roll up. Hey, uh, I'm here for the corn pudding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have a little bit of that. We're gonna do the turkey trot in the morning. That'll be uh, that'll be challenging because I still haven't gotten back into running at a good pace because of the keto. So I, it'll be charge your batteries. For the love of God. The, ba- the batteries should last through a 5K. Uh, you know, Turkey Trot yeah. is only is, is 10 miles short of a half. So I think, I think I'll be okay. So, I mean, obviously you've done this before. Like a- after a 5K like that, like you just devour everything in sight. Well, what's great is they're sponsored by Three Notch. It's over there in Charlottesville. So they have beer 
uh, at the finish line, which is fantastic. So I'll grab one of those. And then we go and have a big breakfast. And then we actually go and play football, like a backyard football game that's been a tradition for like 40 plus years on that side of the family. So, um, and then, yeah, after running a 5K and playing football, yeah, you usually work up a pretty good appetite. So, I mean, you're not the first person to like mention Thanksgiving breakfast to me, but like once we started doing Thanksgiving at our house during the pandemic and stuff, like the wife always wanted to make like this breakfast casserole. And it's like, why, man? We're going to feast around like 2.30. Like, what are we doing filling up? Because we were always in my family, early dinner eaters. We would just skip breakfast. To hell with that. Let's get cooking and get everything done. So like, what what is your uh, your big breakfast on Thanksgiving? Well, I, I don't prepare it whatsoever. I would imagine it will be, the casserole is the way to do it because you can prepare and have that done ahead of time. Yeah. You just throw it in, like heat it up. just heat it. So it'll actually probably, if I'm a bet man, a couple different types of casseroles because there is a number of people and, you know, some people have different dietary whatevers. So you'll probably have this kind of casserole, this kind of casserole. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure it'll just be like a few different, you know, breakfast casseroles to choose from. Let me say, casseroles are vastly underappreciated because they're so versatile. Mm-hmm. You make it the night before. Yeah. If your cooking's done. Yeah. No, you prep it. Uh, that's for a noon game. That's what we always do. My mom has a breakfast casserole. You have the early, you know, the tailgate that's kind of breakfast style at, you know, 8, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And then you have the other fixings and stuff. You fire up the grill after the game. Casseroles. They're they're a good way to do it, and there's there's some that are obviously better than others. But man, there's it's it's hard to it's it's hard to mess up a good casserole. You know, I mean, there's sure there's a ways to do it, but most of the time, even even the worst casserole is still pretty damn edible. <laughs> now, um, yeah, it, as long as the ingredients are good, I mean, it may be weird, but like I've never understood like the the sweet potato. I don't know if it's technically a casserole, but it comes in casserole dish. The sweet potatoes with the marshmallows with the on top. Yeah, I don't know how I feel like about that? the marshmallow. Well, I mean, that's what I mean, it's still delicious. It's pretty much dessert at that yeah. point, you know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm fine with that, having that during just the normal course of the meal. Because, I mean, let's be honest, man. It's the holidays. Like, you're already grazing on whatever cookies and stuff all throughout the day. Like, oh, man, I'm so looking forward to feeling that just super full feeling, you know? Where do you land on stuffing? St- I-, I like stuffing. I like I prefer stuffing over dressing. Uh, I'm old school like that, I Whoa. guess. Okay, so dressing. What is dressing? So dressing is like the is stuffing essentially, but that's not actually stuffed in the turkey. Oh, for okay. me, for me to actually call it stuffing, it, it has needs to come to be, out of the turkey. Yeah, so we okay. usually do stuffing and dressing because some people don't like actual stuffing. And I could see people getting weirded out about that. I've always called it all stuffing. I didn't even think about... I think most people probably do, but we always do one of each because I can't remember who it is in my family doesn't like it that way. So mom would always do a stuffing and a dressing. And I I, I can see being against that. You know, you've got the giblets, the neck and everything like all stuffed in there before it's frozen. So... Yeah, but the stuffing, it tastes better. It's got got more of the juice. It's got the juice, man. (laughs) Saturates. It doesn't dry out. Yeah, see, I've never been a fan of stuffing, so really? I kind of just omitted it. Carbs. Yeah, I get it, those carbs. That's what the rolls are for, man. Eh, we'll throw those I in, too. I love rolls. We'll do it all. I've never, like, and, and I remember as a kid, for whatever reason, and it's kind of like that same thing where everyone, every Thanksgiving has cranberry sauce, but nobody ever really touches it. My dad does. He uh, loves that stuff. Of course. I'm, I'm not a fan. It, I really it's am not. It's just, it's, it's, there's no purpose 
and and but you have to ha- it's one of the it has to be there like it's mashed like, potatoes cranberry turkey are we just doing this out of a sense of obligation so yeah. I, i've just started putting different flavorings in the inside of the turkey herbs garlic oranges mm. and, uh, i mean i don't eat them after the fact probably could i don't know how how good a warm orange that's been soaked in turkey would be yeah but the garlic might be pretty tasty yeah yeah i, I mean that's probably worth worth giving it a go uh, we, you know, I tell you what else is tasty is this good gourd. I don't even know where we are time wise, but I feel like we've been rambling about Thanksgiving quite a good bit. But man, we're excited. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked for it. It's going to be a damn good time. Uh, the good gourd is as advertised, man. Uh, this is exactly the kind of beer I was expecting it to taste like. It does have all those nice spices in it, a nice hearty ABV as well. Uh, Cigar City, a fantastic brewery. I've actually been down there and, uh, I, I recommend it, man. They got good beer. They got uh, had good food too, if I remember correctly. And um, I, I give it the good gourd, a good score, four seven five in my book, man. This is worth worth grabbing from the cellar. All right. So I have a, a love hate relationship with Devil's Backbone. I think a lot of their really good beers aren't made as widely available as they should be, and they opt to distribute things like the Vienna Lager, which not a bad beer. Don't get me wrong, but. I, as far as Devil's Backbone offerings, this Ofest lager, pretty solid. Especially considering I don't like lagers. Like, I could easily drink this on Thanksgiving. You know, it'd be a nice once-a-year treat. It, it does hit those uh, those bready notes and, and definitely kind of malty. Uh, it's smooth. It's easy drinking. It's, again, a lager, which is not necessarily my favorite style. I'll give it a 3.75. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was never really... Not too big into the the. You said it's a lager, so it's not a Marzen. Like I mean, usually no, that's what they Oktoberfest are. Interesting. So, but um, I mean, they're also like skirting the line, and they're calling it O Fest, not Oktoberfest. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, it is a seasonal one. It's only going to be coming around once a year, anyway. So, that's a wrap. Uh, as I did tease earlier, I did find that one beer in Jersey. So I think we will do that show next week. Uh, it'll be a, 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 a themed show. I'm excited to see what you and, have up your sleeve. And that'll be fun. So, all right, man, we'll uh, we'll do that. Until until then, Big Nate, I always appreciate you coming in and drinking beer with me. We'll take a quick break. We'll get back with the tunes right here on 105.3 The Bear. You should stick around. <laughs> 